Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And in this episode, before we get into it, Jeff, what you got on today? I think this is a black button down. It could be navy blue. Heck, it could even be bright blue. I think it's black with little black and red shorts going on here. Like, I would call this like semi-formal attire today. (laughs) Yeah, how about you? I got a navy navy blue just plain navy blue and uh some black shorts and i could say that this is kind of semi-formal too there you go we must have known we must have got the memo man right it could be semi-formal it could be eighth grade dance really depending on you know your vibe (laughs) all right what do we talk about today we are talking about culture yes and there's a million ways we could go. We'll probably go a million ways. But for you, when you hear culture, what comes to your mind? Initially, the automatic thought is like um, background, cultural background, like Japanese culture. Uh, and then food comes into play and language comes into play. And I, I immediately thought about how back in elementary school, maybe first, second grade, first, second, third grade, moms used to always pack me these elaborate Japanese bento style lunches, um, all partitioned and everything looking all nice. And then all the kids around me would be like staring at my food and I would feel all insecure and, and like uncomfortable around it. Like, like there, what is that? What, like you eat that? What is that? And everyone else just bringing like a sandwich, right? And can she make me a bento box today? Like, is that that's still what I'm on the table? About. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about now, right? <laughs> yeah. Back then, it was it was it wasn't about that. It was about like trying to blend in and be a part of the masses, you know. Um, and I even told her I got to a point where I'm like, "Yeah, stop making me those lunches. Like, can you just make me a, a sandwich or some spaghetti?" you know, um, because I didn't like the attention. So like it was, it was interesting back then culturally, it was something that I didn't really fully embrace, um, as far as the, the, the food goes and the language. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I think it's awesome, you know, and I don't get enough of it. Um, how about you? What's, what are your initial thoughts about culture when it when you hear the word it's funny the first thing that comes to mind is like the house culture like what's my culture in this house mm. um as an adult with my kids and, and a family of my own right and then food because yeah food's awesome um not so much really about my like family stuff um it's funny like i was talking to an insurance guy you and i were talking before we hit record and he was doing a hypothetical thing and he was like, what's your grandma's name on your mother's side? And I was like, dude, I have no idea. 
I literally don't know any of my grandparents' first name. Mm -hmm. So like culture-wise, like, I mean, before 23 and me, I didn't really know much. And I don't know that much more with it. Um, but so it wasn't a lot of like cultural stuff, like your example of the bento box, like I was the cafeteria kid. So like sloppy joes and square grilled cheese and God knows what else that was being served to me. Mm. Um, and that was that, like, I don't really, looking back, there wasn't a lot of things. It was like, oh, this is from a cultural or ethnic background at my house. Um, that being said, like friends and family and like latkes and all that, sure, there's some of that, but like, that's the first thing that comes into my mind, like really what's my culture? What is the culture here in my house? And not really from a heritage standpoint or background standpoint, more of like a habits and um, operational. Like mm -hmm. who are we as a family? Who are my kids individually? Um, who am I like, like am I setting the example and not from like a forced obligation standpoint, but just like, you know, what, what am I setting? What am I co-creating with my wife as the culture here? Um, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When, when, when I, when I would think about like growing up, having this like Japanese culture, but being raised in American culture, like not knowing where I kind of like fit, like where am I supposed to fit? Cause when I went to Japan, I wouldn't feel like I'm fully Japanese. And when I'm here, I'm like Asian, like what, what, where do I fit in American culture? Right. So there was always this question of like, what it what is this like what where am i mm. where do i fit right and i used to take a lot of pride in japanese culture and i think it's like something that i would identify with and it felt comfortable for me because i grew up with it and um but i feel not as connected to it in a way um as far as like the traditional things go but more of like the values, mm. you know, I, I may, you know, as I don't speak Japanese every day as much, I'm losing the language, but like the heart of the Japanese culture is still very, very strong within me. Um, and that I feel very much being a part of my culture moving forward, as well as like what I've learned from American culture too like how to dream and, um, other, other values. Right. So it's like, I've gotten to a place where kind of like what you're talking about in the home of me kind of meshing these values that have become my culture and it's my own personal culture. And I don't feel as like attached to just because I look this way that I'm supposed to speak Japanese all the time or you know, be all into Japanese culture and this and that, right? Um, it's not like I'm like pushing it away or anything, but I just feel like it's not about those things for me. It's about like the values, the core values that those cultures bring that I want to continue to bring with me and cultivate that with the people around me as well. 
Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that totally makes sense. And I can see how, yeah, that would be confusing as a kid, right? Basically being not necessarily in this one world, not necessarily in this one world, but being one foot in both. Mm-hmm. Um, especially going to school and then probably coming back to your parents' house and then speaking Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. it, it would be like you know, the equivalent of me, like living half my life watching Telemundo and then like speaking to my friends. <laughs> anyway. What'd you just say? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, that's just really cool. Um, there was friends I had that you know, were Russian or Japanese or Mexican and there would be this sense of culture and different language. And yeah, we didn't have any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even now being a you know, biracial marriage and having different cultures, even you know, coastal and Midwestern, forget about ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trip. Like we're a lot more intentional, at least with our daughter, a little older with Sammy, right? But like her reading books about, you know, African-American women and women in general and you know, like, obviously, I don't remember doing any of that. Like, as a kid, I don't actually remember reading books. But, um, like, we're a lot more intentional with that. Um, so they don't lose, like, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know whether I never really cared to ask or was really given information, but I don't remember any of that. I'm constantly, like, telling my kids about my dad since he's not here. Um, you know, just sharing things, not necessarily culture per se, mm-hmm. but different things he liked or didn't like, or things they did that reminded me of him. I don't remember my parents ever talking about their parents mm. or where they were from, even in the States. Like the only thing I remember my dad saying about being from Pittsburgh is it was a great place to be from. Mm. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Like, what does that mean, Dad? Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. And I met a few cousins that are a lot older, but nothing really, like, diving into, like, where's our family from, what, what's the culture been like. So I think I just took it as, like, cool, like, I get to start from scratch. Mm. And I get to create, like, a new culture. And, you know, these are certain customs or rituals or things that we do. Um, to kind of infuse a little bit of the old, but also talk about the new. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I'm always interested in other people's stuff. You know, like I'm always like, oh, what do you all do for this? Or, like, what do you do at home? And where, like, if people are from a different country, I'm always curious about what do you celebrate? Why do you celebrate it? Um, because it's fascinating to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always interested and curious about other people's beliefs and customs um, because to me, it's how you learn and grow. Like maybe they do something really cool on January 5th, you know, uh, or February 12th, I'm making these days up. And it's like, oh, that might be cool to try that and see what that creates for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's, for me, cultural is more than just ethnicity. It's like everything. It's like background, current status. Um, it's funny, we've been talking already and kind of almost halfway through this episode, we have not talked about pop culture and 
popular mass culture at all? Um, like, does that play a role in like, obviously we grew up in like, or well, you're a few years older than me, but same generation, basically, mm -hmm. you know, hip hop, uh, hip hop culture that was pretty much birthed when we were little kids and middle school and nineties and like the different things that happened only in that decade or decade and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously like technology and everything has come such a long way and things have changed so much. Like we grew up at least part of our life without internet, you know, that's bananas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're old if you're listening and you know, you're like, what really? Um, you know, we went through no internet to dial up to what they would call high speed. I don't think it was. Um, but again, like pay phones, like I remember like that was part of the culture. I had a pager, mm -hmm. right? And the rule was I had a 15 minute rule. Parents text me or, or page me, boom, get to a pay phone, a pay phone. Yeah, I said that. And you got a call. Otherwise I'd be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Right? Like yeah. all these things, right? Like all my friends when they were 16, or 15 and a half permit, 16 driving, the first day they could. A lot of these kids right now, like they don't want to drive. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think as far as cultural shifts, I guess, from maybe when we were younger to now, like how do you think that has played a role in the overall culture? I think it, it, it totally directly impacts the overall culture, I think, I think it, it's like, like when, when you were talking about like back in the days where we would be like, Hey, we're going to go meet up at the mall, you know, at, at four o'clock. All right. Be there. We didn't have cell phones back then. So there was like, there was like an added culture of trust and responsibility. You know, because there's no other way to like contact each other, right? We're like, all right, we agree. We're going to be there at this time. All right, see you then, right? And then we show up and then we'd be there. And then we'd get on the payphone and call parents and then they'd pick us up, right? Where it's the flakiness isn't, it wasn't as much. Like we know ahead of time if they weren't going to make it. Mm. It's not no last minute flakiness, right? So I think that that has shifted as well. I think it, it, it all is impactful. And I think it's coming down to like, what do we do things for and why do we do them? I think there's more, at least for me, there's more intention as to why do I think do things and what, what am I doing them for? Not just, oh, this is just the way it, it's always been done. Right. If I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense anymore. You know, I want to do it a different way. Mm. then I could change, I could change the culture as opposed to this pressure of it was always done this way. So you have to do it this way too. Mm. You know, um, but as far as pop culture changing over the years, definitely impacted me. Like I embraced hip hop, hip hop culture. Um, there was a deep reason why and how it made me feel, you know, experiences that I had growing up how it got me through those things. I could have, I could have not listened to hip hop. 
I could have listened to some other types of music more so, right? Sure. But but I cho I chose that. You know, I chose hip hop being the music from when I was like seven years old or so. I listened to it, it just resonated with me. And it really made a, a, it still does make a very big impact on me today. Right. But it's like, it's really the, like, what is it for? What, why is what still sticks with me? You know, um, like a, a feeling of like, there's a struggle going on and I can still get through it. You know, with my brothers, I can still get through it. There was always that kind of a feeling, a way to release my anger too, you know, mm -hmm. just by putting on some tunes and just like playing basketball or just going crazy, you know, like it was therapeutic in that way too, right? But whatever it was, it was like, there was something about, about it, whether it would light me up, like Star Wars and all those things, like lit me up and inspired me. But there was some, there was that something behind it that I was choosing. I was choosing to embrace those parts of the culture to become my part of culture. Right? I was choosing them as 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 I grew up, um, because there's something that I that I really resonated with. Mm. Yeah. How about you? What do you think about the overall impact of culture on you on our lives? But yeah, I mean, similar, like hip hop played a big role. Um, sports played a big role. And that fusion of hip hop and sports was big, still is. It was definitely big back then. Michael Jordan, you know, these bigger than life folks. Um, yeah, and then we think music in general, I mean, whatever the genre is you listen to, it seems like the impactful artists and songs tell stories. Mm -hmm. People resonate and map themselves on those stories. Um, so I think that resonates, right? Like for us, it's hip hop, but it could be country, it could be pop, it could be whatever. Um, and there's something, it could be rock, right? Mm -hmm. There's something in there that people are getting and resonating with. Um, I just trip out, man. Like I remember being on like AOL Instant Messenger, and that was like the first, I guess, social media kind of way of like interacting with someone. And now we've got you know all the social media we get our hands on, yeah. and it's funny. Like I trip out. Like we are so we have such great communications like tools out there, but I feel like sometimes our communication because of that isn't as genuine mm. now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I, like, I don't know if my buddy's listening, but shout out to Jimmy White if you're listening. We would play basketball, we'd get into a fight, and we'd, like, one of us punch each other in the ear, and then we'd, like, <laughs> grumpy, and then we'd, like, talk about it, and we'd move on. Now, like, we might not do any of that, and we'd, like, text each other. You know, like, so, like, there's something to be said about you got these amazing tools, social media, like could literally and probably has changed the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but it could actually change the world for like even better. Right. Um, but yet are we like hiding behind the, the tools and the technology mm -hmm. and are we actually like, are we leveraging it or is it leveraging us? Right. Right. I think that's the big thing where it's like, 
like, I don't ever remember asking myself those questions about hip hop or sports or, um, going to the mall, right? Like I don't ever ask myself and maybe I was younger and didn't even like, question it, but I never was like, is hip hop leveraging me or am I leveraging hip hop? Right. It was never, didn't feel like that where I feel like social media and, and nowadays like technology is so advanced that like they're getting something from us mm. Well, we better be getting something of greater value. Otherwise, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And are we being intentional with it? Right. Are we actually utilizing it? Um, I don't have any beef with social media in general, but, but I do see myself, you know, go through those traps and I have to like pull myself back. Like, whoa, I got control of this thing. Not the other way around. If I don't like it, put the phone down or block that thing or you know, go somewhere else. Um, where now the information is so readily available. It's almost like too much. Um, well, I don't know. We had like eight channels back then. I didn't pick up a newspaper that they existed, but like, you know, that was it really. And now we have so many things at our fingertips. It's like, sometimes I feel like, are we a slave to information versus, Hey, are we living our lives and sharing and impacting or we just gathering mm -hmm. yeah i think uh that's a good point about social media and, and technology as tools and it could really get out of hand if if we're not very intentional and just bringing awareness to what we want or what kind of culture we want to create, you know, for ourselves individually. And then within our families, within the, our corporations or our companies, within our teams, whatever, like what kind of foundational values and ideas and commitments do we want to create? And from there, how do we leverage technology, technology to, to support that? and improve on that right make it more efficient for us to 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 get there um but it's it's such a distraction all these things all these things going on around us that we tend to forget about those core values and we get caught up in the shiny you know shiny object thing even if it's like a tradition a, a traditional custom that's been going on for you know generations generations if we're caught up in that tradition itself and just doing the dance, then it's like, okay, it's kind of cool, but what, what's next? You're just going to do it and just have fun. And yeah, I mean, that's one way to treat it as long as that's the intention. Um, but if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm Japanese because I, I use chopsticks, you know, it's like, uh, okay. Is that how you define being, you know, that culture or, you know, like, what's really important to you it doesn't matter what how you define it. it's just like knowing what's important to you and what do you want to bring along with that and like i'm not jewish but you are a living example of that type of culture too right and i res i resonate a, lo a lot with it and i'm not sure what parts are coming from that culture but i resonate with it right so it doesn't matter like who you are where you were born None of that. 
if there's like parts of a different culture that resonate with you, by all means, absorb it, bring it with you and make it, make it part of you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of our conversations are around awareness and intention, right? That's kind of the world we, we swim in. Right. Um, so again, as we kind of wrap this, I mean, we could probably do a million episodes of culture alone. and We'll probably have to do a part two of this for sure, but you know, someone listening and we've kind of been all over the map, just sharing, they got some ideas. Um, I have a cool idea and feel free. You can go with this mm -hmm. or you can create something else for, you know, an action item or something they could take on from this conversation. I'm thinking, you know, if I'm listening and I'm like, what, where do I go from this conversation? And I'm going to jump in first since I'm throwing this in in the pot. A cool thing to practice if you really want to practice culture actively. Be and do one thing from your past, one thing from your present, and one thing you would want for your future. So I'm Christian now, but my family is Jewish. And ethnicity-wise, Jewish, right? Let me bring something now, like, and that would cause me to be investigative of like, what did my family do? Like, get curious, look up maybe some customs, right? Present, like, all right, well, maybe it's, you know, praying before our meals. We pray, but are we intentional with that? Or maybe we always talk about gratitude at the end of the day, right? But being a little more intentional and practicing that, maybe having a whole family conversation. And then maybe something in the future, and for me, that could be, I don't know, um, talking, talking to my boys as if they're teenagers and they're not. Like, how would that conversation go? And what would I talk to them about? Maybe doing a little bit of that now. Um, yeah, so if that resonates with you, I'm curious, like, what you would do, you know, for your past, present, future, or if you want to invite the peeps to take something else on. Yeah, no, I love that, man. Um, I'll jump on that. Um, something I want to bring along with me from from my past. Um, man, one one of the things that I I love about like how my parents are, um, just so much thoughtfulness. Hmm. Um, with everything that they do, like almost to a fault that I feel like sometimes, right? Um, to practice more thoughtfulness, uh, continue to practice more thoughtfulness, you know, just take pause and just think a little bit deeper or ask one more question. Um, as far as current, um, from my current culture, um, culture of thinking big, um, which is not something that I grew up learning, but thinking big, thinking beyond what my perceived limitations are. So the create the creative process of thinking big and beyond what I think is possible. Uh, future. Future. Um, 
I want to create a culture of like complete freedom around me, of course, with, you know, respect and, and consideration and, and empathy and compassion. Um, but think, so be, be freedom, be freedom, um, get into conversations more about what freedom means to other people as well as myself and just have that exchange and see where those conversations go. Because um, I'm sure there's a lot that I don't see. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I'm sure we keep going, but maybe we'll hit a part two on this one down the road. Um, cool. Where can the peeps find us? Comment, get involved. Uh, we got our social medias on Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, jeffmillercoaching.com is his website. Um, all the, the streaming platforms for, for podcasts we're we're there. Please share, like, uh, comment, follow us all the, all the above, just help us out, support us, um, send in your requests for any kind of topics you want us to talk about. Um, that would be a fun thing to, uh, to take on as well. Awesome. I love it. Always a pleasure. And uh, until next time, my friend. Likewise, brother. See you on the next one. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.